Hello, girls and gays. <laughs> it's the most depressed opening. Welcome to Galley Proof. Talking about Twilight. Talking about Twilight. We you would think our energy would be full speed ahead, but you know, we've just spent the last like hour trying to like hear each other. Mm-hmm. Just hear each other. So I'm extremely anxious and filled with energy. Like I'm I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. This is going to be an interesting dis- discussion. We're not discussing Twilight, but we're discussing the newest installment in mm. the Twilight saga. And that is cue music here that we don't have because I'm terrified of getting copyrighted. <laughs> so here's a awkward interim on my part. Um, it's midnight sun. <laughs> it's midnight sun. I okay so let me just okay let me start off by telling you like my initial feelings when I started reading I was gonna okay so my initial plan was to read the just OG Twilight first to like um to get a feel for like what the original the original first book felt like but then I was like too excited and I had to just start reading Midnight Sun it was just I had to Mm -hmm. um and for the first, like, two chapters, I was just running on the high of, like, oh, my God, I'm reading a new Twilight book. <laughs> I can't believe, like, I'm 12 years old again. Like, the the feelings are so, they're just running through me full speed ahead. Like, and then, and then my literary degree <laughs> caught up. <laughs> okay. And it ripped, ripped this into shreds. Okay, we have very different reactions then. Oh no! Oh no! Ali, like, my literary degree went, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, who cares? Because, like, I want every single Twilight book from Edward's perspective. This is my favorite one. It's better than Bella. Bella sucks. She's boring. She's old news. I want Edward. I that's I want Edward. That's it. That's the the Oh my out- god, but he's he's such a shithole though. Hold on a minute. I don't mean I want Edward as in like I love him. I have my qualms about him. That's not my point. I mean like it it's only like interesting anymore now that I'm older from his perspective like oh yeah Bella's uh, I mean do you know what was funny is I was reading his perspective and I was like how how does she manage to be even less interesting through the eyes of somebody that cares about her like how how does like honestly I don't Stephanie Meyer like I don't understand the same book because I thought Bella was a hundred percent more likable through Edward's eyes. No, she she definitely original. She definitely okay. So having read like a few bit, a little bit of the original, like I again, I will admit she's a little bit more favorable through his eyes, but not by far. I think she's like, far better. I thought she was actually more interesting, more of an understandable love interest through his eyes. And a completely different character, by the way, because his description of her is a much sweeter, nicer person than the original Bella was. Like, you can tell this is written years later and Stephanie mayer has gone, maybe I should make her a bit more likable. <laughs> like, that's how it feels. And there's so much more detail and character building in general because like you know I'm a dialogue person like dialogue is my favorite thing and because he reads minds which basically is essentially extra dialogue it's chock full of like a crap ton of dialogue that I quite like and I really like that and it's that. also it's also chocked full of an endless stream of him just being super judgmental and cynical about everyone around him all the time. I'm like, okay, do you know what was so amusing to me is like, Edward is so like, I like her because she's not like other girls. And like, he is like, I'm not like other boys. I don't think about these things. I have 
standards and like all these like other teenagers are like I can't find any good qualities in them all the time and like I supposedly love my sister Rosalie but literally the all I'm gonna talk about of about her like any sort of qualities is that she's vain and obsessed with herself literally at all times like that's her only quality really um but he's not wrong she is extremely vain and obsessed with herself and that's how she's written down to the fact that she meet the first reason for hating bella she has is that she turned edward's head and like rosalie didn't manage to so she is and i i really liked the rosalie stuff because rosalie was vain and obsessed with herself before we got edward's perspective we knew this about her it's just her deciding character trait but like when but when his account of when they became brother and sister because they had that little moment it was like oh that's why he loves her even though she sucks <laughs> like i don't but i don't think like sure there's unlikable there's unlikable like fair enough to have unlikable characters but like i it, everyone everyone is unlikable to him Except for, like, Carlisle, and Carlisle's boring. <laughs> okay, Carlisle is just a very good person, and how dare you. <laughs> and Esme's not unlikable to him. Emmett, I thought, was so much better in this book. I find Because I used to think he was sort of like, he's too trying to make him the fun brother, but nothing really happened with him. And now that we have, like, the insight into his thinking and the conversations with them, I'm like, yeah, Emmett is a fun brother. I love Listen, Emmett. I'll admit, I'll admit that it's better than the original, but I think she really didn't take into account that like she's not writing these books for middle school to teenagers anymore she's writing this for the adults that grew up with the original series she should have like taken that into account when she wrote it and she also also, is writing it for middle school kids though because my 13 year old niece reads the twilight books so technically speaking she is like still so it's difficult i guess like new fans but let's be honest about the majority of people that are going to pick this book up and be excited about it. It's the people that grew up with Twilight. But the audience of the original concept is still going to remain the same. Like Twilight will always be that middle school, early YA level book. So it's always going to be aimed at that audience. You know what I mean? I guess so. But I, I just like, I was so, I just was laughing the whole time about the fact that like Edward was such a fucking edgelord like he really he really was like the biggest edgelord there was he just oh god he thinks he's so better than everybody around him (laughs) and you hate edward (laughs) yeah he's kind of garbage like i didn't read him like that is this fascinating to me because i mean i know he's a git and i do i like now that you're saying it like i can think of moments where yeah he was being judgmental but by the way if i could read people's minds 90 percent of the time they wouldn't be nice places to be because people's brains suck so like i'm i sort of thought that was accurate (laughs) i guess so but i also like it makes me question because when you read Bella's perspective too, like if in the original book, she's also super judgmental and she's not reading anyone's mind. So I think it's just a little bit of Meyer's own personality coming through the writing. And that's what you find. I find a lot in these books is like, you can see her, she's so transparent, her like views and her own writing. Like, You could tell, okay, this is my, like, biggest, like, this is where my eyes rolled big time in in these books. It's it's the parts of the writing where you can tell she's trying to be really poetic and clever, but she reiterates the same metaphor, like, 17 billion times over because she thinks it's clever and poetic, um... And the obviously the the one that she does most notably with this is literally where we get the cover of the book, the Persephone and Hades re- recurring metaphor. She keeps bringing up and bringing up and bringing up because she's like, oh, my God, like it's like such a classic romance. Like you guys don't understand this, this like higher literature that like I you can compare my books to. And like I'm like right up there with the Brontes, like just she she's like I just like read her writing and I'm like you are so up yourself I could just feel it I think like I think we 
like took different approaches maybe to the book because I went in for the like I mean and I know we both went in for this reason for like the nostalgia stuff but I didn't leave that bubble I was sort of just like oh so this is what he was doing when this was happening and so he did hear that conversation or like this is what like I, I love the just the the person in me that loves world building and is big into like expansive worlds and extra moments and everything like that that high fantasy and stuff has to offer was super chuffed with this because I was just there like can we just acknowledge that I've never said super chuffed in my life and that was really bizarre but also <laughs> um it's just the British in me coming out but like um but I was really happy with it because because it's just really fun when he's having the conversations with Bella and I remember reading the first one where Bella's like he looked torn or like blah and Rose and Rose was standing here or like Emmett laughed and I didn't know why and now we're getting the conversations in their heads as to why those things happened and even if it's not the best thing we've ever read which it's Twilight it's never gonna be but even if that's like it just made me happy because it was just like ah like so it's a I thought it was a clever way as far as clever can go in Twilight to like expand the characters that we never really heard much about because Bella never spent any one-on-one time with them like Mm. I want every single book from Edward's perspective because we will always hear what the other characters think about it even though it's just from his perspective because he can hear them and I do think that Stephanie Mayer did actually quite a good job with how detailed that is. Like she really thought about the fact that he's going to be able to hear what the people are thinking and he's going to have reactions to that. And there's going to be conversations and they're going to be responding to him. And then like, even though it was the most tedious part, because I have always found the, the final bit of the first book and the first film to be the most boring, like the whole James thing is just boring to me now. It's like, whatever. Um, so I was, I put off like, I, and you would, you know, cause I like told you, it was like, I've got like two pages left. And I was like procrastinating ending the book, not because it's like, I don't want it to end, but was it, cause it was like, it's, it's a bit boring. Like, so, but even that, like the descriptions that the detail in like, all of the road stuff and the car stuff and how they made everything work and like how the plan that Rosalie had and not Rosalie, um, Alice, when she was seeing all the possible futures and exactly what plan would work and all of that stuff. Like as much as it's still like crappy Twilight stuff, it I thought she did a really good job knowing that everyone was going to be on it. Like, but Edward would be able to hear that or you need more detail than that. How did they do that? You know what I mean? I think she did quite a good job. Like at the beginning of this, I was like, why yeah. is this book twice the length of the original? And now now I know it's because she needed so much more detail. And I think that did work overall. I, I will give her kudos for especially the Alice stuff because it's, I think it's pretty hard to like write somebody who can see possible futures. Like, the inner narrative of that would be hard to put into words because I think it happens so quickly, I think, in her mind. But I I finished the book and I felt the most depressing, vehement rage of all time. Um, <laughs> like, I... Because it, like, kind of... It kind of cut a big hole in my childhood. I won't lie. Oh, wow. Because... It really, um, I was expecting to see the, like, toxicity, right? Like, I knew it was going to be there, and, like, I I was expecting to be prepared for that, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't hit me as hard. But I think, I think what I wasn't prepared for was the way that my own experiences were going to make that hit even harder, because Edward and Bella have, like, a pretty codependent relationship going on. I think that's pretty clear. Mm. because they're all, I would literally die if you weren't in my life. Like, literally, life's not worth living without you um, type right. type thoughts um, and type demeanor. Um, and after having been in a pretty, like, unhealthy, codependent relationship myself, um, the ending, and especially the way that he was assuming to know what's best for her more than she did Mm. 
And I get that she's supposed to be this like clumsy, fragile human, and like he's taking that into account in a- account the way in ways that she can't because. But then, the, then the age discrepancy comes in, and like the power dynamic comes in, and it makes me uncomfortable. And the sense of like casual authority he feels to just like make decisions for her is what always has rubbed me the wrong way about his character. And at this point. I'm going to argue that, like, the movies, as goofy as they are, are almost more iconic to me than than the original books. Because I think, I think this is going to be controversial, but I think the actors took some really unidimensional, borderline unlikable characters. And I don't know what, like, flavor... Kristen Stewart added to Bella, but I swear to God, she made her more likable and interesting. And is it that is a hot take because I did not, I don't like Kristen Stewart's Bella at all. I don't, I've never, but that, but that's not Kristen Stewart's fault because I really like Kristen Stewart. I think she's a very good actress in other stuff that I've seen her in. But Book Bella sucks and she kind of, got book bella first time around i think book bella in this book in midnight sun is very different but first time around i think she played her perfectly which is why i didn't like it um, so i don't i don't like i don't like it but i think what made me i think what made her a little bit more likable to me is she added like a, a almost like a gruff tomboyishness Ali, to it's her. because you fancy the pants of a Kristen Stewart <laughs> right super gay for her this is a well-known fact so maybe <laughs> that's it but because like having to read Bella's inner monologue and then having to like see her be pathetic and helpless through Edward's eyes and him be like oh god so into it um meh like I don't I don't. I liked this Edward as well more than I've liked any other Edward, including Pattinson's Edward, because I didn't like him either. I this this Edward because you were actually seeing. I, mean, I also I think, fancy the pants off of Robert Pattinson, so yeah, I'm not going to be true. a neutral party on either of these actors. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I think Robert Pattinson's an attractive bloke, but like, I'm just more talking about the mannerisms and how Edward is in like. When I read this, I wasn't picturing Robert Pattinson as Edward because it's not who Edward, how Edward looks in my head. And also, technically, like, he looks more Timothy Chalamet in the way he's described. I was also not picturing Timothy Chalamet. He's supposed head. to be this like kind of skinny, like boy with like big tossled hair. Stop ruining and super Edward pale. for me. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to look no, like, I, I'm I, telling you. He looks, in my head, he looks more like Robert Pattinson than Timothy Chalamet. He just doesn't have the same face I, and stuff. I feel he's, like he's like a halfway halfway point between the two of them. I, I think both of those men are very attractive. It's just not how I see them in my see him in my head. So like, for me- That's valid. But like- Take liberties. I, I also think I liked him more. I still think he's a whiny git, but then I think Frodo's a whiny git in Lord of the Rings and I still like Frodo. So it's like, and Harry Potter is like the whiniest git in um, uh, Order of the Phoenix, which is my favorite Harry Potter book, but he's a whiny git in that. Like all of the, some of our, like all of our best male characters have been asses at points. And like Edward definitely is one. I'm not saying he's not. I do think, I, I do find the discussion about like, um, the whole Twilight is anti-feminist thing. I find it really interesting because I don't entirely disagree with it because I get that it was written by a human who was talking, who regardless of whether or not her characters are or are not human, she, it's still it's still like from human brains and reflects on human society and like all of that stuff. Like I get that, like, and I agree with that argument while simultaneously I'm like, the practicality of a world where there actually is a vampire in love with a human would make them more precious about said human because they are far more breakable. So I have like a hard time with it because I agree with both sides of the argument to various different degrees. So that's why I probably have a tendency to be a little bit more forgiving of how overprotective Edward can be. If he was a human, I'd hate him. I'd be like, back it's off. Not, it's but... not the overprotectiveness that makes me annoyed. It's not even that. Like, it's the 
it's the way that he feels completely confident about the fact that he has more of her well-being and knows what decisions she should make over the ones she makes for herself. And he enacts that like power over her life constantly. It, it did annoy me because obviously being as headstrong as I am, I was like, if that, like, I wouldn't make the decision. I mean, it's not possible. It's not real. But like, um, it did bug me that it was like, that's, this is Bella's decision, not yours sort of thing. That, But that's always bugged me. But then the reasoning comes, like, it, I can disagree with that behavior and doing that whilst understanding, like, there's a genuine literary reason why he behaves that way, if you know what I mean. Like, because Rosalie does the same thing and I don't think she's an arrogant misogynist. I just think that she's somebody who's on Edward's side of this, of like, this isn't the life we would have chosen for ourselves. Even if it's selfish, we're like, we don't think you should make the same mistake. And like, you're throwing everything that we wish we had after like a hundred years or whatever of doing this. Um, you're throwing it all away. So it's I don't. It's not think... just the big decision, though. It's the little ones. Like what? It's all the stuff. It's like, it's like her choice of vehicle, her choice of friends, her like the way she wants to, the friends she wants to have, the way the things she wants to do. It's, it's the the like, it's. It's the bit at the end where he thinks, like, I get, I get that, like, he's being broody and hurting himself, whatever, quote unquote, just as much as he's going to hurt her by saying, like, well, she's telling me she wants to stay in this relationship with me, but, like, I'm going to calculatively plan on leaving her and lie to her face about it for right now because it's easier that way. Like, the lying at the end and the manipulative, like, aspect to it that's what really grinded my gears because if I if I could just imagine a partner feeling that way about me and like being like oh like I'm too I'm too dangerous for her like my presence is hurting her like even if it came from like a self-righteous place or whatever for them to be like well I'll tell them I'll stay with them right now and that I'll promise I'm going to stay with them and I'll tell them what they want to hear. But, you know, I'm I'm planning in my head that I'm going to leave. It's going to happen. Like, I, that makes me so, so angry. Like. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're supposed to agree and think that's good for him. I mean, because we know the ending. We know that they're supposed to end up this, like, it, it's just like, for, for a start with the other things, I'm, I think I'm just too literal to see this exactly the same way because I don't disagree with the things that you say. It's just it's not how, what my brain went to first because when I'm reading a book about vampires, I'm too literal about the fact that they're vampires and there are genuine reasons behind the things I usually would read as problematic. Like when he's being judgmental about her car, which in this one doesn't go further than just it's boring and slow and I hate that. Like... And later on in the in the last book, when he buys her an, a car and she lets him do so, and then she finds out it's bulletproof, that's more annoying to me. But in the, this first book, like he doesn't like her truck because it's too slow and that's annoying and boring. That doesn't bother me. He's a vampire. He moves very quickly. And then with the friends thing, yeah, he's judgmental, but you probably would be quite judgmental of people if you could read minds all the time. Like, and he's reading the minds of her friends and he knows that Jess sucks and he wants her to be closer to Angela because Angela's actually nice. And if you actually had that insight, you probably, it doesn't mean, mean it's okay. This isn't me being like, Edward's fine. I think he's a git. But like, it's more just that my brain went to, yeah, that's kind of logical. If you could read the thoughts of the person you cared about most, like if you could read their friend's thoughts, you'd probably want to be like, stay away from that one. She's crazy. You know what I mean? Like I've had friends that if Caleb could read their thoughts, he'd be like, you should not be friends with this person. So I get it. I just, I think, I think what bothered me about the way Edward's like mind reading was written and the way I is not really with the, in the like judgmentalness of him, I think what bothered me wasn't even like it would make sense that he was judgmental occasionally if people were shitty because people are shitty. But like 
the fact that so many characters were so bloody like unilateral like they had one core personality thing that and that was all they were I just think people are more interesting than that and he should know that as somebody that can read their fucking mind like people are more like people aren't that uninteresting and so that tells me that Stephanie Meyer thinks that most people aren't interesting (laughs) I guess Um, so I didn't I don't know because I I didn't I just didn't see it that way because there were moments even if they were small where I think that was a tiny bit acknowledged like obviously Jess was way worse than we thought she was from the first book because he can hear her thoughts and she's like way bitchier um even though we knew she was a little bit bitchy she's like the worst now um but Mm. there's like moments where she he could tell he said like made a point of saying like he could tell how genuinely worried about Bella she was when Bella didn't get to the restaurant on time and stuff like that and like that's a tiny thing but like that that's a good thing about her that she's not so bitchy and hateful that she she's like I hate this person and I want something bad to happen to them she's just jealous of her and like all of this stuff um um, I just feel like she made everybody but Edward and Bella, which they weren't, Bella wasn't that interesting either, but like she made them excessively uninteresting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Maybe I'm just like really like have a neg like just generally negative feelings. My also, my other like technicality critique or like um, structure critique, critique, I would say is um, I, I understand that she was trying to add depth in history to Edward because we don't know a lot about like his life up until you know Bella's involvement um and she was adding trying to add more to his story because that is what like that's a great opportunity you have when you're writing from a different character's perspective is you can add more of their history but the way that she introduced like the way that she cut in bits of like his backstory felt so clunky to me like nobody just like goes off on a weird thought tangent of like and this happened and this happened and this happened like I just like I don't I didn't feel organic to me you're gonna say you liked it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I didn't hate it I didn't feel that like I might go back with that in mind and discover that you're right I think I just I I didn't feel like it didn't flow into it when it happened. I I thought like okay, so the fact is that I don't think that I I still think that out of the books of Stephanie Mayer's that I've read, The Host is still my favorite out of all of them including this one. And even that is not the best fantasy sci-fi whatever story I've ever read. So I don't I Stephanie Mayer is not like super high in my estimations she's there's lots of other authors who are above so this isn't me being like she can do no wrong I just genuinely enjoyed this and like I don't think there's anything wrong with not enjoying it we've all got different things and going wanting different stuff but like I didn't I didn't feel that as much I wasn't bothered I was but I was more interested in those stories because I genuinely think that Stephanie may have failed first time around at fleshing out her vampires like you've got yeah. some characters that are hundreds of years old and we get a glimpse into like we get more lore than personal history in the first books because we hear about the Volturi and we hear about the fact that they made like child vampires and that was a nightmare and like all of this stuff um uh, and it really bugs me that she threw in the fact that like um, traditional werewolves exist at the very end of Breaking Dawn and then never mentioned them again that bugs me but that's a thing and like all mm. of that stuff but Alice and Bella are supposed to have this really good friendship and you see in the movies and in the books that they like hang out together that like at moments they're talking to each other they're doing things separately and in this book as well like when they're getting ready for the prom or something like that it just gloss like from Edward's perspective, we just like gloss over. Like she's upstairs and Alice is doing her makeup and they're and he keeps saying and they've become such good friends and and they've got but inside where? and they've got where inside is it? jokes. Where's the depth? And it's like I don't remember them having any inside jokes. Like you've never actually shown this. You've just told us this. And the first thing you learn about writing stories is show, don't tell. So it's like a little bit yeah. like whatever. But 
I did like I liked the vampires a lot more in this book because of the conversations and the time that Edward spent with them when Bella wasn't around and like I really liked Jasper I thought Jasper was great I thought some of the insights into like his behavior and his powers which I didn't know he could do what he did in the field when they met James and all of that stuff when he was like hiding himself and all yeah, of that. that was interesting um, and the fact that he lingered in the room in that scene we all remember from the movies <laughs> where, where they're like sort of cuddling in the bedroom or whatever and because of the emotions are so lovey-dovey he's like lingering there because he's like this is nice or whatever like that was cool and like I'm not saying that they're super well fleshed out and you really know everything about them but it's just there was a there was more information that fed that desire in me to be like this is a book that has sold because it's a romance with vampires and up until now we didn't really know that much about the vampires. <laughs> so like, so it was quite pleasant. I, I mean, I I enjoyed them. Like the fact that when we first meet Edward, he's already having like his silent conversations with Alice and like doing his whole thing and is an insight into the fact that he regularly checks up on Jasper for her because he cares and like they're quite close and all of this stuff. And like Emmett, whenever he's having a conversation with somebody silently Emmett always being like I hate that this is like it never gets better like I hate that I can't hear what's being said and like all like there's just little things in it that felt really good to me to finally know and like interactions to finally see about their closeness because I feel like from Bella's perspective it's almost always like just about her and how she's getting on with them. Like you have a brotherly sisterly moment between her and Emmett and all of that stuff. And like when they, when they, when she changes into a vampire and all of that, but this was just a really nice one that showed some like, I don't know. Yeah. It showed some good relationship stuff between the vampires for me, but then that also might be because the bar was set so low in the original books because I didn't see it like hardly any of Mm. it. And now it's like, I'm just happy that I'm seeing some of it. But I quite liked it. I liked the stuff of Esme too. The fact that we saw her and Edward's relationship and she was actually like a mother to him um, rather than just being called that in the first ones and you just being like, okay. Um, And all of that stuff. Yeah, I agreed. But yeah. I, um, I think... I think I got, like, I got to the end of these books and I was like, I, I basically... I will always... I will never, like... I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for like the Twilight franchise because of the love it sparked in me for like stories about vampires and mm. um and because of Twilight I started looking more and more for paranormal romances and yeah. I found stuff that was better than Twilight because of that um and stuff that wrote vampires and vampire human relationships without making them toxic as hell. And they, you know, they were better. And I'm never going to insult the people that love Twilight um, and the girls that love Twilight first and foremost, because I like, I was 12 years old when I wrote the, wrote, like read when these books. When you wrote these books. <laughs> wrote, uh, when I read these books, like I didn't have the foresight to see the like dangerousness of some of the bits of this narrative um and I do think in some ways stories like this among others because there are plenty more did prime me for like some really unhealthy attitudes towards relationships in general and Mm. how how like like I've obviously like the mental health stuff doesn't you know, doesn't have to, um, you know, adds to that with me, but like, I, I, I was, I grew up wanting a love that I would kill myself if I didn't have, like, Mm. and that's not a good lesson to be teaching young girls that you should be in a relationship. And if you lose it, you should want, like, it's not passionate enough if you don't want to die. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I suppose I should have like put a a bit of a content warning ahead of like talking about that stuff because you can put it in post. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's a little bit triggering for some, but um, 
But yeah, I just, it left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, And I tried to read the original Twilight book because I thought it would be better to have like a sort, like a side of comparison. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the writing style. It was even worse than Midnight Sun. And it was like, uh, just boring after a while. Like I just could not bring myself to finish. Um, and it's sad. It's sad to get to a point where you like read a book that was like your whole world when you were young and to know that it was kind of garbage, but yeah, that's the way life goes in it. (laughs) I, I really do like, I agree because I think that the original books aren't the best. (laughs) Like I, I don't like Bella as a character. I got even more bored first time reading it than we were from Jacob's perspective because I didn't like that at all. And all of this stuff, like the first, I, I, yeah, I think it was more the plot and the fact that vampires were in it and they were in love that was like, this is fun, you know, but it's, it's not the best. But for that reason, I guess I liked this a lot more because I was, you could tell that it was like years later and Stephanie Meyer corrected some things or filled in some things she missed out at the beginning. And also like one of the things that is, is bugging me because I didn't, I didn't go back and try and read the original first book because who can be bothered? But like, I didn't, I didn't do that. But from memory, from remembering little me who shut herself away for a week to read this entire series some of the conversations have been changed. I feel like the pacing, most of them were the same from but the ones the, I got through. But, 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 but not exactly the same. This is my point. Like, essentially the same conversation, but like a word would be tweaked or like he'd say a little extra sentence. I could be completely well, wrong, but I think- it felt like that. I think it might have felt like for me it was because I've rewatched the movies way more than I've reread the original books. Mm. Um and so and there were changes made in the movies and so almost to me the pacing of the original story felt awkward and inorganic because I've watched the movie so many times and gotten so used to the pacing of those events that I think it sort of twisted my interpretation of like when certain things happen in the books. Like when he has the scene where he's like, as if you could outrun me, you know, he was running um, around the meadow. Yeah. And it was in the meadow. And I it was, was like, in the woods but, in the but it feels like it would make more sense for him to have those feelings right after the reveal of like, she knows he's a vampire. Like he's trying to scare her off, but it felt really out of place to have him like, be like, Oh wait, sorry. Like, I really want us like to be intimate. Like, I don't want you to be afraid of me, but like the attitude he takes on in that speech is like, you're trying to make her afraid of you. It makes more sense if you would, that you would say that whole speech if you were trying to get her to run away. Yeah, um, I guess. But the point, the point I guess is like, that he's fluctuating between wanting her to run away and not throughout the entire thing. So he, but like, but also when, when he saves her from the, from the guys, when she's out looking for a book or whatever, and they get in the car, does he in the original book pull over? Does he pull over and they have a conversation? Cause maybe this is because I've only got the movies in my head, but like, I thought they just kept driving and had the conversation in the car until they got to the restaurant. I did not remember them pulling over to talk in the first book. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm just misremembering things, but like it felt, and it could just be because I have also watched the movies a lot. Like I only read the books through once. I'm not very good at rereading books. I don't like doing it. So I've never reread the Twilight books. I read them the one time and that was it, done. And then I watched Mm -hmm, the movie a lot. Um, So... I'm pretty sure I watched the movie. Did I watch the movie before? No, I didn't. Anyway, but like, um, I watched the movie like a lot. So in my head, that whole conversation where he saved her and they're going to the restaurant is in the car whilst they're driving. I don't remember him pulling over, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I felt that way too. I think, um, I think I still love 
the Twilight movies because they're just the flavor. I just love it. They're not great movies, but they are They're so bad, but so iconic. Like, you cannot kill my nostalgia over the the Twilight movies, especially because the first one is hilarious. It's (laughs) so funny. Like, in, like, the best way, it's almost self-aware. It's brilliant. It's a great movie, and I'll die on that hill. And you want to know my, the bit that made me eye roll and get annoyed the most in this entire book oh yeah shoot when edward is gearing up to show her what he looks like in the sun for the first time right and he keeps going on about how horrified he was when he saw carlisle for the first time the fact that he looks like a monstrosity and it's grotesque and i'm there like you're just a glorified disco ball you're a sparkly man it's not that scary and stop trying to, like, you can't make a sparkly vampire scary. You can't do it. I don't know why she made this decision. Right. It's like, she's, you're, you're not selling it, Stephanie. I don't believe that he's horrified at his own skin. The biggest like, mistake she ever made was making these vampires sparkly. I am, like, a massive fan of folklore and vampire folklore in particular. And nobody else ever made that decision. You want to know why? Because it's dumb. Because vampires shouldn't be sparkly. Because that doesn't make any sense. And because it's not cool, it's not hot, it kind of makes him a bit weird and less attractive, to be honest, because like, oh, well, you just sparkle, like, whatever. And he's there Mm. going, it's grotesque, she'll hate me, she'll know I'm a monster. No, she'll think that you're really into glitter. Like, what are you doing? Like, it just upset me so much, because I was like, you can't make this a dramatic, like, sad moment, Stephanie. It's not going to happen. I laughed for a straight probably like three minutes straight I just kept re-laughing at um the fact that like the like Linkin Park CD in her car oh my gosh it's definitely like love Linkin Park oh my god like you guys like Edward and Bella are so like they're trying to pull it off like they're like um these like classic old souls but really the whole vibe I get is like these are the emo kids in school like they're just the emos they're that like weird emo they're that weird emo couple that like gets together really young and they just like stay together and they like sit in the corner um away from everybody because they think they're better than everybody else that's who they are and I just like I'm so amused by that image it's definitely like like um in the movie, yeah. the, the amount of Linkin Park and, like, Paramore and, like, emo music, which I am guilty of enjoying, so I'm not shooting oh, yeah. all over the- I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that, like, it's, like, definitely- a, it's been used in a certain way, and the amount that's in the soundtrack for the films, which are great soundtracks, by the way, but then she, like, goes out of her way to mention it out of nowhere, like, in the book and all of that stuff. And then in her acknowledgement, she says- to the musicians who have unknowingly been the soundtrack in my head and you're like bro you are such a big fan of Linkin Park and you need to chill out like she's I, um, just a lot I just like I I, I had a the reason why it made me so amused was because like Edward's supposed to be this like classic old soul that likes like old like likes music from like the 50s and like it was interesting to see his opinions on music I was like why the beef of the 70s bro like 70s was okay but yeah. uh, and then like the fact didn't he say like 60s was the best 70s was rubbish and 80s was better and my 80s soul took a hit I was like how can you like I like 60s and 70s but I'm an 80s gal and that hurts <laughs> like well and that like he listens mostly to classical music like classical music and you're trying to tell me that he like saw that his girlfriend had Lincoln a Lincoln Park CD in the car and he was like oh I'm impressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's also one thing I will say like based on what you said earlier when you mentioned like age difference generally as a rule with vampire stuff and immortal stuff in general age difference doesn't really bother me because how are you going to find love if you're like oh I'm too old for all these humans who are adults so like that doesn't really bother me but what did bother me was the weird interaction they had which I didn't remember from the first one probably because I was like 13 and not looking for it but like 
when he called her a child and she called him out on it and said like why are you you saying no it wasn't her it was like somebody else it was like mike like mike newton or something like that and he called him a child and she was like why are you calling him a child and he's like because he is because i'm like so old and everything was like he's the same age as bella and you are insinuating that she's a child which is not okay because it's not a thing i don't read that generally as like i get that there is a thing where like when there's no romantic connection, vampires in books in the past have gone, you're just a child you can't understand to humans who haven't lived as long. I get that that's a thing. It doesn't bother me. When you're in a romantic relationship with someone, though, please don't say right. that they're like, I, child in your head. I was, I was really bothered by that, too. It was like a scene where he was like, he was like, all these other kids, he's like, all these, her peers are just like, petty and child and when he's having the like thought process in the in his head at the end where she he's like seeing how much it might break her that he'll leave he's like well she's just like humans get over things like it's not a big deal like she'll you know that's something that comes with age you know like you you have more like perspective over like hard-hitting events and i just it sounded patronizing and i'm like you shouldn't be no we don't tolerate this. We don't tolerate yeah. patronizing, especially in, in a relationship where I would only tolerate this, like, quote unquote, age difference, even though he looks 17. The only way I'm tolerating it is if you, he, he himself believes fundamentally, she herself believes fundamentally that they're equal intellect equal like they have the same maturity level like Mm. that's the only way that you can make that work like argument you gotta like this is is why pride and prejudice is just like in many ways not so this is obviously an exaggeration for the bit here but like but like the holy grail of, of romance it's not it's such a terrible thing to say but I mean more just the idea that you need to be like equals in that way with the person you end up with and that's more important than other stuff but that I couldn't get through that but yeah that bugged me and you know what else bugged me is in his memories when he went around killing people he thought deserved it and all that stuff and he like they had that one recount of how he killed that pedo before he could fulfill his role as a pedo and it was like Stephanie, you don't get to just put him killing a paedophile in to make it okay that he thinks of his lover as a child. That's not how this works. Like, it, that, like, obviously, great, I'm glad that you're against pedos, but at the same time, like, it felt really, I don't know, like, like, that that's in there, but also he's calling her a child and that's okay. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, you you said for a minute that you really liked um, you liked Alice and Jasper. I will say Jasper, other than the fact that he's um, got a Confederate past, you know that that's less cool about him. But yeah, we've all um, got a past. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, like the Confederacy was all right. Like they were yeah, only yeah, trying right. to like we've all done stupid things, you know. I we've all um, done dumb stuff. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, all white people, we've got a shameful <laughs> past. So, but I will say, like, Alice and Jasper have, like, a way more interesting, like, personalities and backstory. I'm like, mm, you should have they, made the protagonist them. Like, I want to hear about the way they fell in love. And I want to hear about, like, Alice's, like, the fact that she was probably, like, in an asylum before, like, she got turned and, like, the way that, like, how confusing it was to, like, wake up and just, like, you have premonitions about the future all of the time, and, like, she doesn't have anybody she can turn to, like, whoa, way more meat there in terms of character development and interest. Alice and Jasper have always been my favorite, is why I named my gerbil after Jasper, but Alice and Jasper have always been more interesting, and they just have to be because of what they can do and what their backstories are. His, like, brooding and his, like, emotional manipulation thing, I think is, like, way more interesting than... And his ability to sense people's emotions and soothe them is, like... Oh, it just hits me somewhere. I just Jasper like is it. the hottest out of all three of the Cullen boys. Just I is. just, like... 
I mean, he's definitely not my type because he's supposed, apparently he's supposed to be buffer than Edward is, which like, you go. Yeah, he's in, like, because Emmett's supposed to be super buff and then Edward's supposed to be skinny. So it makes sense that Jasper would sort of be like a mid, like sort of footballer build. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet. I bet like he's like a sort of like English footballer. Ideal. Ideal him would be like if Jace was a vampire and like that. Oh, all right. (laughs) I I mean, I can get on board with this. He is somewhat similar looking in description to Jace. He's got Um, the golden blonde hair. He's pale. I definitely, even in the movies though the guy who plays Jasper is way hotter than Emmett or or Edward to me I know that Robert Pattinson is like big for you but like I, I like the dude who plays Jasper he's pretty nice he's okay he um <laughs> yeah he's all right I guess right. I always I always laugh at like the weird southern accent that just like suddenly appears in the third movie um and also, like, <laughs> his, like, weird smirk that he does. Well, yeah, but there's a reason for it. No, I know. I just, I, it's kind of in the wig. God, the wigs in those movies are so bad. Just you atrocious wigs. wigs so much more than I do. You're always because, like, oh, there's a terrible because, wig. And I'm like, it looks like the hair. Because it's the movies. I've seen better wigs on youtube like tutorials on how to like do baby hairs on wigs to make them look natural like so the movie industry needs to consult the black community on how to do wigs because i swear to god things are rough out there with the wigs in movies okay i am looking up jackson rathbone who plays jasper and he's he's nice Oh my god. Well, she's got a new celebrity obsession, folks. Get ready for it. He's got some scruff and he's grown his hair out a bit. He's a good looking dude. I mean, he also he also, oh my god, he was also in the Avatar live action. No. (laughs) Oh, Avatar is in like Airbender Avatar. Yeah, and it's um, it's embarrassing. But um, I'm laughing. You, like, I hope I hope some people who listen to this have seen some of the funny Twilight TikToks because they're just iconic, really. They're just so good. <laughs> they're so good. You're, you're such a TikTok hoe. I am a TikTok hoe because, because there's such good gay shit on there. I just, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm in it for the girls and the gays, and that's it. Alright, cool. And Twilight, apparently. And Twilight. Also, there's a lot of um, funny Avatar stuff. It's just great. It's a good time. I feel like I've not exhausted my Twilight talking, but we're also hitting an hour, so, like, we gotta narrow this down. I just wanted to say, like, I guess, I've been kind of talking about my general thoughts this whole time. I rated it, um, at first, I was like, okay, Nostalgia's got, maybe it'll bring it up, like, one star. So I I wrote I rated it, like, two stars. And I was like, I can't rate this two stars. That low? So I rated Ooh, it one it's star. It's that bad. I would at least it's, have done, I'd have done, like, three stars. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, but you're, you're more lenient. It, yeah, well, it depends. With your critique. You're not wrong. You are a lot more like critical than I am of stuff. But like, but I would have put like the original books at like two stars because one star for nostalgia and one star because why not? And then I'd have put this at three stars because I think it's better than the original books. No, it made me too angry. Fair enough. It made me too angry, and I the the arrogance of the writer mixed with the lack of talent <laughs> just. Uh, not a fan. Also, you really, you, okay, but I will say, just on a side note, um, I guess we got some, like, arguable ace representation because none of them were attracted to anybody before each other, and you are not trying to tell me that non-asexual people would go, like, a hundred years without feeling an ounce of, like, a tingle. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You're trying I to think... tell me 
You're trying to tell me, like, he has never been attracted to anyone? He's 17 forever, and he's lived 100 years, and he thinks he's damned to hell anyway just by being a vampire and that he'll never be redeemed, and he's not done anything or been with anyone or thought about like just going screw it I'm gonna do like like it's you know good for him and all that and that's a nice sentiment but a bit bit weird it's not it's not it's not exactly it's, well like, it's because Stephanie Meyer's Mormon in it she she loved that whole uh, abstinence story yeah she's Mormon why is she wanting about vampires right I'm mean, <laughs> like how did you get away with that my dude from experience, I mean, because Mormon is a, a weird denomination of Christian and all that stuff, but from my experience as a Christian, Christians don't tend to love vampires or, like, really getting involved in that kind of thing. So it's a little bit like, oh. where did this come from, bro? Yeah, a bit a bit bizarre, but, um, yeah, I guess you could argue it's a little, it's got an, a little bit of an asexual vibe. Um, yeah, cool, if it, but... Does that get sort of? Is it no, but it doesn't. Terrified? It doesn't get. It doesn't get cool points. No, but what I meant was like, is it more of a demi-sexual vibe than anything? Because they do. Yeah, but it's on the asexual spectrum in it, so mm. not great in my opinion. Better in Grace's opinion, um, but Still that's because she great. doesn't like to hate everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I go into because it's even with the last one. You think when we did Children of Blood and Bone and that, like. I agreed with a lot of your qualms with it, but I was like, but I enjoyed these other things. <laughs> like, and so I'm, I, I think- You just are, you're looking for the bright side. You know, like most of the time, I am 100% the Aaron to your Danny, but in this particular way, you're the Aaron to my Danny because Danny is the one who's just like, I just thought it was fun. And Aaron's like, no, it was so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, that's accurate. But, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so September, we're going to be reading If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. Um, mm. It's got a sort of, like, dark academia vibe, which we're, I'm very excited for. I don't know how you feel. Um, I don't know entirely what that means. <laughs> so, you don't know what dark academia means? Are you even I've on seen, Tumblr? I've seen it all over Tumblr, and I'm like, I sort of get it. Like, is it, like, just literally what it says on the tin? Is it sort of, like, just gothic? literature stuff because i'm like it's that's like, what it seems like it's like um it's like you're on a university campus and spooky s- spooky stuff is happening so is it literally just like spooky stuff in a scholastic setting is that what that is yeah that yeah. is so much dumber than i thought it was <laughs> but it's like it's but it's iconic it's an aesthetic grace it's oh an is aesthetic. it like steampunk it's like it's an aesthetic that's fine, it's, yeah. I'm all for going down the dark academia hole. So that's... Um, it's a vibe. I like it. Um, you know, spooky things happening on campuses of some kind. Yeah. Well, yep. That's, that's what we're doing next month, September. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this month um, as negative as I was. <laughs> Well, a lot of people um, are probably going to agree with you, dude. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, tell us what you think, um, for sure, because I'm interested to see. Because I know that I am generally more positive than you in what I actually say, but I didn't think this was a really good book. Like, that's just important, I think, to clarify. You just saw the silver lining. Well, I just, I enjoyed it, but I can enjoy stuff that isn't great (laughs) but like it's I didn't think it was the worst thing ever but I thought it was fun and 14 year old me was like yes (laughs) so that's my you were living should we uh go over our social media yes so we're on twitter and instagram under the name at galleyproof pod it's changed um and we're on Tumblr um, at tumblr.com forward slash galleyproof. Um, and we're, I think, is that it? What else are we on? <laughs> it's um, it's galleyproof.tumblr.com. That's the one that I said not. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. 
you're good. It, life is confusing. Um, words are hard. Um, but yeah, that that's where you can get hold of us if you want to tell us what your what your thoughts are on the book. I'm going to um, start when I post my review of whatever book we covered. I'm going to put in a, a link to the podcast as well. So if you're from Goodreads, hello. Um, you know, welcome. Uh, and if you're from somewhere else, welcome too. You know, everyone's invited. Um, yeah, and send us. Um, we want your asks on our Tumblr. It's where we're working out of mainly at the minute. It's our sort of main website at the moment. So if you want to agree or disagree or continue this conversation, do send us an ask and we will respond. Um, uh, because we love talking to you guys and we love hearing what you have to say. And that's like that's sort of the point is to get the discussion going so yeah mm-hmm. I'm so bad at closing off this podcast I'm but I'm great at insulting myself goodbye <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>